Finally, a talk show that helps you defeat mediocre Christianity and walk in genuine friendship with God. Coach and Joe starts right now. Welcome to Coach and Joe. They put the wrong sign on the camera. So the camera that says my name, I'm not supposed to look at. You know my personality. You put my name on the camera that I'm not supposed to look at. So now I'm going to look at the audience camera. I'm here with Michael Thornton, who has a brand new shirt. And he made the mistake of saying something a second ago. said he bought it at the mall. Yes. Going to go on record. I have not bought a shirt at the mall Mm. since I was a teenager. Are you serious? Yep. Tell me what mall you went to to get. Did you go to worshipleader.com? Where'd you get this shirt at? I went to the Spartanburg Mall. Woo! Oh, Westgate. Yeah, Westgate. You don't know this. I grew up working there. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. There's a Chick fil A in Westgate Mall. I worked there. Yes, there is. I worked there for five years. The one that you saw. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the one I worked in. I grew up Westgate Mall. Wow. My house is four minutes from Westgate Mall that I grew up in. Really? Yeah. You went shopping over there? We went shopping there. Amber Amber wanted to get some clothes. So we were going out. We had some time without the kids. So we went in there and uh, Dillard's. She wanted to go in Dillard's. So she went to the girl section and I was like, well. You I'm said you're a big guys. and tall guy. I'm a big and tall guy. I have to have an XLT because, you know, I have a long torso. So even the regular double X, it just, just six, won't look right. Six, three. Every, every time I go in the dressing room, I have Amber come because I'm like, Amber, you got to tell me, is this thing too short or not? So she always gives me the arm test. She'll like, lift your arms up. And if I lift my arms up, even though it looks good, it'll show like half of my belly. Wendy gives me the Wendy test. What's the Wendy test? Brutal hard facts. My wife, when I was in my insecure days, which was the first 23 years of marriage mm. until recently, <laughs> my wife, she's just a truth teller. She's like, you're not going to wear that shirt to preach in, are you? And what I hear through orphanhood is she hates me. <laughs> there are times, there are times that I look on camera later and it's like, why did I wear that? Well, she tried to tell me. She tried to tell. You got to be careful wearing stuff to preach in. Here's what I love about you, though. Mm. You're here's why you're more bold than I am. You don't wear as much black as I do. I wear more black than Johnny Cash. You, you do wear a lot of black. Well, somebody asked me one day, why do you wear so much black? I said, because I'm fat. <laughs> I mean, have you ever noticed black? will make you look thinner. Yep. That's why a lot of people wear it. I, I can't. I'm not bold enough yet or skinny enough yet to wear the color of that shirt. Really? That's kind of a suave. I know. I, it's a, it just felt so good. It's light because you know me. I sweat a lot. So I need a light shirt to try to keep me cool. I, um, I'm, Wendy and I are staying this week with the Manleys. I'm not with them. We're staying at their house up at Lake Kiwi. We got a sabbatical week. I just came in today to film four shows. And on the way here, you ever just talk to the father about everything? I do. I mean... I mean, like, the strangest things, everything. Yes. Well, on the way here, I was, I was talking to him about you. And, mm. and uh, he didn't answer, or at least I, did, I couldn't hear him. So I, I really want to hear what you have to say. You were a big boy, Michael. Yes. I'm talking, there's a picture you showed me not too long ago. You're not recognizable. When, why, you look very different. A minute ago, y'all were downstairs and, the prayer team was meeting, praying a little bit, and getting ready for this coming week. And even when I walked in and I saw you, I'm like, it's like a different person. What happened? And I, you need to tell you need to tell these people because you know this yeah. isn't a show on fitness. Of course, I guess the father could take it there. You you have like transformed. Yes. What happened? About two and a half years ago, I was probably like 345 pounds. I mean, I was I was a big guy. wasn't taking care of myself, traveling all the time, eating. And I started having health problems. 
And, you know, the stress in ministry, it could be stressful sometimes. And I was in a situation where there was just a lot of warfare, a lot of things going on. And I didn't know how to handle stress. And that was manifesting itself in my body. I didn't know you then. No, we didn't know each other then. When I met you, were you at your biggest or you were down a little bit? I was kind of coming down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because when I saw a picture of you, I think you were up in um, where Cashwell was. Um, yes. You did an event up there. Uh, like, Was it like a anniversary? Yep. of and done. And done. Yep. And I saw the picture and I, I couldn't believe it. It was Azusa East anniversary. Yeah, that was when I was like really big. Did you have a one moment with the father or was it gradual? What happened? I went to the hospital. I uh, had chest pains really bad. They thought I was having a blockage and a heart attack. They admitted me, and um, thank God there was no blockage. Um, it was a wake-up call. I had to cancel like three speaking engagements. Um, I, I got out of that, but it, that was the wake-up call. But then right after that, I had something happen with my stomach. So I was having issues digesting food, going to the bathroom. I knew something wasn't right, and I knew it was connected to my health. Well, one night, my appendix like just begins to rupture. And um, I go to the hospital at like mm. two in the morning. Mm. They take me in for surgery. I'm trying to call Amber, and I'm like, Amber, I'm, I'm going to surgery. I go to surgery. She won't answer because she's sleeping. Finally, after like the tenth ring, they're literally admitting me in the OR. She answers, and I'm like, Amber, I'm on my way to surgery. My appendix is ruptured. Um, they're, they're taking me in. Amber goes, Oh my gosh! She had a dream. I had a dream. I just answered this phone call. An angel just walked in our home and said. Michael's going to the hospital. He has to get surgery, but it'll be okay. And after I came out of that surgery, that's when I snapped. And I said, I have to get in shape. I remember now, I, I've forgotten that I got a word of knowledge over you on one of our hikes or wherever we were. Mm. And you were in trouble that night. Yes, I remember, remember that? you telling I went, me that. I went into a swirl. and Yes. Oh, it was, it was bad. It was really not good. And, you know, I have five kids. I have four daughters and a son. Um, at the time, I was like 36, 37, 37, and I'm thinking, how am I going to walk with them the rest of their life? You know what I think um, potentially could be the greatest classroom of learning in mm -hmm. the kingdom? Crisis. Yeah. That word's, that word's kind of jarring. Matter of fact, I want to look at the definition of crisis. Mm -hmm. You had a crisis moment. Crisis moment for sure. I, I've noticed, and I love reading biographies of... Uh, people who've done really great things with their lives, Christian or non-Christian. Like, I really just love reading the stories. I have my whole life of people's journeys. I remember reading George Washington's biography. Oh, yeah? And you, 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 you remember the, the battle where it got so cold and they lost so many people. Yes. Whether it's that, uh, Steve Jobs got fired from his own company. <laughs> there, I could list probably 100 of them. It, when someone has a meltdown, not sometimes it'll send you just over the edge into disassociation, laziness, death, apathy. But many times it'll wake wake you up. Wake you up, absolutely. Uh, so you had a crisis. Mm -hmm. It woke you up. Did God say anything to you that night, or was it more gradual? It was more gradual, but I just I knew something had to change, and I was like, Amber, I, I have to make a, this a priority. A time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. You know what God's showing me right now? What's he showing? It was the fuel of Paul's assignment. Wow. See, if you think anointing is the fuel of your assignment, you you miss it. You miss it. You really do miss it. Gosh, uh, it really doesn't come without that breaking moment, does it? No. Mm. -mm. It doesn't. Breaking moments. They're not comfortable. Mm -mm. I mean, I'm, I'm discipling someone right, right now going through a breaking moment. 
in the middle of it, it can you can feel like God's abandoned you. Oh. Not only has he not abandoned you, he's putting you right in the middle of it. Hmm. Um, I, when Darren Wilson moved WP Films here, I don't know, five years ago, uh, a lot of people found Bridgeway or found my two books or who I am because I was in two of Darren's movies. And matter of fact, it was recently I met someone that kept staring at me, which is awkward, and they recognized me from one of the movies. Wow. And so when one of the documentaries... I flew out to Reading for one of the premieres of, of one of them, and I met Todd White. And my wife and I talked to Todd for about an hour. He's just a really sincere guy. I've met pretty much everyone in Darren's movies, and Todd stands out as just one of the most genuine people I, I've ever met. I'm saying that from personal experience. Wow. And um, I don't do life with Todd. He probably would not remember me. He might, but I doubt it. But a couple last week... Todd came out and just really shared his testimony. Yes. He's going through his own theological, you know, crisis is kind of a really dramatic word, but theological crisis. Absolutely. To where he repented a week ago of not preaching the full gospel, his own words. And then I listened to him. He preached again last night. And he, he said out of his own mouth, it's been the hardest season of his life. Yeah. Well, before we start talking about even what he's talking about, let's just talk about the word hard. What? Here's what I've noticed. Yes. Let's just be frank. I mean, it's just a normal talk show for normal people. I was as fat as you were. I was fat. I had an Asherah pole in my house <laughs> called pasta. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do, you know, I've asked God to strike me dead before I'd ever cheat on Wendy. Hmm. Uh, I don't have the, your testimony of drugs in my past. Um. I don't have that story of a lot of the dramatic, even Todd's story. That's not really my story. But I can tell you this. I have a dramatic story of making food a God. Wow. Right? Absolutely. But here's something happened. Something happened, and it's happening to you too. I just, on December 28, 2018, I snapped, and I started choosing in to hard things. What caused you to snap? (sighs) I told somebody on the hike last Friday, it wasn't a God encounter, at least I didn't think it was, because mm. I didn't hear him. I, maybe it was. I was, I, I went bowling the night before, <laughs> which, unless you're like Daniel Birch, one of our Scent students who yeah. like bowls for leisure, typically bowling is, it's a, it's <laughs> fat people, you know, you, who, who bowl? <laughs> what kind of efforts it take to bowl? I can exercise more in golf mm-hmm. than bowling. But I went bowling the night before, and I slipped I, I slipped and hit the back of my head wow. hard to the point where I had a concussion. And the next morning I got up and I was winded and I just felt, I'm not going to say I felt like I was going to die. I, I didn't, but I just felt awful. And I went into the restroom. I looked in the mirror in my bathroom at my house and I just said, this will not be my story. Wow. And I started crying really hard and I called two of my friends. I called Big Show Mefford, always call a fat friend. When, when you're having a fat moment because they'll bond with you. And I called Big Show and I called um, Adam Pellegrino and I said, and I called Richard Burgess and I said, uh, I'm done. It's, my whole point is this though. My breakthrough hasn't come through a prayer of comfort. Mm. So this past week, we're over 60 hikes now. I went to Sassafras Mountain and it's pretty difficult. 
Yeah. We had someone in the community, Shayla Ramos. She about gave up the ghost. I mean, halfway up the mountain, halfway down. I mean, she's seeing demons, angels, the Father. <laughs> these these hikes are hard. They are. Why is it? I'm, I want to take our time here. I know we're about to do four shows in a row today. Why is it that we tend to run from pain, not realizing, and, and Todd White's realizing this, God will actually put you in the middle of some pain. He put Paul in the middle of some pain. He'll put you in the middle of discomfort, and that's where he'll transform you. We think the gospel gets us away from pain. Yes. You know, the root word for pain in Latin is passion. Whew. I'm just, I'm watching your journey. I'm watching my journey. You, you'll send me a text. You choose these thrashing workouts. Yes. Your transformation is happening in pain. Why do we avoid it? I think we avoid it because there is a, there's a comfortable side to it. We, we like comfort. We like, we like the routine of comfort. We like the complacent. There's a complacency in it and that it's comfortable. And really the root of that also comes with control. It's something that we can control, something that we can manage. But when we choose into pain or even when we don't choose into pain and painful things happen to us just because of life, um, there, there's always an opportunity for growth. I've just come to learn that I don't think you can grow not just spiritually, but physically, spiritually, emotionally. Can you really grow without experiencing some level of pain or trauma and walking through it? You know, he's reminding me right now, Israel was birthed on the backside of a wrestling match. Yes. Between a man and God. Wow. Jacob and God. Yeah. Israel's birthed out of that. Israel was birthed out of pain. I think, you know what I think? I think God uses those things in us to stir up fight. You stir up that grit in us. Because if you look at that with Jacob, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And I think that is the, the opposite of what complacency is and comfort is. Watch this. He's showing me this right now. He has never shown me this. Mm. In the garden pre-sin, Yes, Adam still worked the garden. Yep. Like we think, well, you know, Eden's pre-sin, it's all about comfort. Since, yeah, but the other side of the coin is, I guarantee you, working, even having dominion over the garden, took some effort. You know, we're born to yes. work. We're born to move around a little bit. <laughs> I mean, are we not? Absolutely. I, 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 I have found myself. Well, do you know what the Hebrew word for work is used there in the garden in Genesis? What? Worship. Man. It's the Hebrew word translated for worship. Which, which is interesting because I gave you that word of knowledge about a year, over a year ago now, 14 months ago, that your gymnasium sessions, I just said gymnasium. That just came out of my mouth. <laughs> gymnasium. gymnasium. I haven't said the word gymnasium since I was five. Your gym sessions would turn into worship. They would literally turn. I'm not lying. Like I would, I, I, I started working out like a year or two ago before I moved here. And since I moved here, they increased. You gave me that word one day at Eggs Up Grill. And it just, it just resonated with me. How ironic. Oh my gosh. Over a pancake. Over a pancake. <laughs> I think I had a veggie omelet. I, th- I think I did have a veggie omelet that day. You ever seen Kung Fu Panda when he's being trained by the uh, dumplings? Mm-hmm. The little, Mr. Yes, the little yes. Mr. Miyagi around the dumplings. <laughs> I think that, I think, here's what I want to say. Mm. Worship is an expression of whatever's at the center of my heart mm. towards the one I'm worshiping. That does not even have to be the Father. Yeah. But if it is the Father, I believe the highest places of our worship are in the places that cost us something. Wow. Uh, the last three hikes I've done have been really difficult. We've done two at Kings Mountain. They were 16 miles apiece. It has nothing to do. It, for me, it's not even about 
getting skinnier. It's about worship at this point. I never thought I'd say that. Wow. But on the second Kings Mountain hike, when it got really hard, I heard him say in my left ear, your offering now begins. And he told me the difference in first fruit and offering. What's the difference? The first fruits is, my first fruits are pretty methodical. Mm-hmm. Even like, I, I know that in the Hebraic sense, Monday's not the first day of the week. But for me, in my work week, <clears throat> my, I, I, I do something on Monday with him where I give him my mornings right off the bat. Uh, first fruits financially into Bridgeway, into this house. Um, we, my family has a family night every Monday night, which I know for, I'm not trying to be legalistic. I know Monday's not really the first day of the week, but for us it is. We do a family night on Monday night and we eat together. Offering is I'm choosing to give him something that's not that. Yeah. I'm giving up. Yeah. And a, honestly, a lot of times it's not spirit led. It's Father, I want to give you an offering. What can I do? Wow. And he, he began to sh- show me when you go into the gym, I want you to go harder than you're going. This started about a year ago. You know, just because, and by the way, I'm not tr- trying to put my convictions on anyone else, really. I, I'm not even, I don't think people need to hike unless that's something the Father's calling you to. I, yes. I don't care. It's not that. It's more of a heart posture. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that in the middle of pain is when we give him our highest worship. It's, it's that um, Nebuchadnezzar thing where that worship's pretty awesome for those three guys when they're facing death. Oh. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's, I think the gospel, somehow it's become a therapy message in the American church mm-hmm. to get me out of pain. This is what Todd White's going through right now, what God's showing him. Yes. What if when you, you come to Jesus Christ, he's actually calling you in to, to tough seasons? I, imagine yeah. if Apostle Paul would have preached the gospel the way a lot of American preachers preach it. I mean, would Paul really say he was living his best life now? That's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He, he, he was... He was he was an offering. Well, do you remember in Acts, the Holy Spirit says to Paul, you're going to Jerusalem. I want you to go to Jerusalem, but let me tell you what's going to be in that journey. You're going to be shipwrecked. You're going to be beaten. There's intense pers- persecution awaiting Michael, you. Michael, how did his journey with Jesus begin? God, with Saul, why are you persecuting me? I'm going to show you. What did he say? I'm going to show you how much you're going to suffer for my namesake. That's Jesus Christ saying that. That's his words in red to Paul. Hey, listen, I, 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 I pray... Honestly, we'll close this show down right here. I pray that some of you would embrace the true mm. gospel, that perhaps God's not calling you into comfort. <laughs> perhaps the Father's calling you to lay your life down. Perhaps the Father's sending you as a sheep amongst wolves. Man, comfort's an enemy of the gospel, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's an enemy. It opposes what everything Jesus taught and stood for. And Michael, I want to be crystal clear. I don't have the testimony that you have. But I have a testimony of this. Comfort was an enormous God in my life. Wow. I had a friend of mine that um, prophesied over me. He said, you, you have a Lord in your life. And it was another person. Mm. And I said, Holy Spirit, is this true? And Holy Spirit said, yes. And I went to confess that person as a Lord. And then Holy Spirit said, you have other demigods in your life. And I said, demigods? I don't even use that word. Wow. So I was at Holly Tree Golf Club. And we were hitting some golf balls, and I went over the corner of the, of the range and just got down really low. Man, you feel that presence? I, I feel it right you now. You feel that? I, am, I have a question to ask you, too, when you're done. All right. I got down really low, and I said, who? Who? And Michael, one of them wasn't a who. It was an it. It. And it was comfort. It was comfort. Pri- pri- primarily comfort of food. And here's the deal. I've always worked hard. It's not that. Like... Um, 
I'd go after the Father and all that. I was just, I was kind of like you. I was going after the Father with a little too much luggage. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, it, and God God said, He said, I told you in Nashville, voice of the apostles, when you give me your food, I'll give you the nations. I, he even said, Chad, your food is a lover to you. Wow. He said it's a, it's sensual to you. It's to numb your senses. You know, a lot of us, we can choose a lot of things to numb ourselves with. I never chose cocaine. I don't have the story you have, but I, Michael, I'm just telling you, yeah. in God's eyes, I was a whoring against him and my assignment. What were you well, going to ask me? I was going to ask you, why do you think for the church in general, especially in this nation, why is comfort such a big hang up for so many Christians? What, why do they get hung up on comfort? And fall into complacency. I think because, not to be silly, but REM song, everyone, everybody hurts. I think, mm. I think comfort is an escape from pain. That's good. And I think it's really fruit and indication of a lack of intimacy with God. Wow. Because you know, you know this. Do you know that when you really build intimacy with the Father and deep friendship with Him, do you know that comfort is not a curse anymore? You'll actually get comfortable being uncomfortable. In the name of Jesus, I bless you that you learn to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. Go in peace. Thanks for joining us on Coach and Joe, a YouTube talk show and podcast that helps you walk in genuine friendship with God. Check out CoachandJoe.com for epic merch, weekly blogs, and ways to help keep us up and running. We'll see you next time on Coach and Joe.